What is this? You don't see that. You don't see that. Since since I don't since I'm now, what I've taught us, but we're born here. Baba for the streets. Alpha. The original, the original Yoruba demo. I As in, not the original, like undiluted. And the the creator, the mentor of all the original where we did. Where we go still, where we share, we don't do already. They don't take <laughs> But wait, you, you will go and kill in front of India Gabriel. Me, I just, I just show them my passport. Mm. I just enter. See, I was in there on the petty one rap party. Oh, you need passport. Oh, Tony, oh, Tony, yeah. The one lot of me, oh, did that one kill that one? Look, I'm a drag in Ah, God Almighty! It's a Thursday night, and don't have nothing. Crew is back here on the. I don't like the fact that we're here on the Thursday, bro. The show must go on. And the person that suggested Thursday that we should do it today is calling, and for some reason he has disappeared. He say Ethel is dealing with thing one thing one thing. I'm like, oh. Go and do with your network somewhere. You want to see the element of my low glue. Okay, I can know my look. I can use glue that time. People can be dealing with them somewhere, bro. Hopefully, you will join us as the show proceeds. Um, I, I, I know I'm definitely not alone. Like, Bolish is in the house. The man bringing up Palafuji. Bolish, are we celebrating Golden State Elimination or Bassas Lake Tyson? This is how you know bad belly people and eaters. It's so hard for them to make all this to celebrate. There's a uh, Guadalajara flogging Madrid that is they from a uh, luxury market. It has yeah, somebody calling somebody it has. winning the league. Even can, can even celebrate on this podcast your San Antonio sports getting number one pick. Thank all you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Your mind is going to uh, go this state. <laughs> Thank you. thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you very much for LMJ. Um, yeah. the Lakers they made it to the finals, but it seems like this is where we know where that okay. How good are you guys? Yeah, the, the fact is that if we can't beat the Joker, there's actually mm-hmm. no point going to going to the finals. So and like like I would always like I would always say to be the mm-hmm. best you need to beat the best. So I I felt like without Perkins, 
Joker would have been the MVP. So Joker is just showing how ridiculous he can be, <laughs> making shots from close places, making crazy passes, and Mori was always going to show who he was. So I feel as much as the team, the Lakers team is still a unit, we still, we still have a chance. Just one game in Denver and we'll be good to go. Anyway, more on the players later, but I know that I'm surrounded by two foodies because I think there was a show about two years ago where the both of you mentioned the fact that everyone knows you are not getting married to a lady that cannot cook. But I, I can't remember that conversation went. So it's only right for us to start by um, giving honor to honor is due by praising Hilda Bass's Guinness World Record like, or cooking world record. Like, <laughs> saying there's so many things that you can do for four districts. I don't know what it is. Maybe sleep or watch movies and sleep or something. But Bolish, I don't think cooking is part of it. Like it's not an it's not, it's not a mean feat in any way. Nah, it's not. It's not because you, you need to understand the eat. So for me, me I like cooking, right? Mm-hmm. So but one of my problems with cooking is the eat, like having to stand stay close to eat because I sweat a lot. So that's my problem. So while I was you know going through and observing what was going on on social media, that was that was the thing I was just thinking about that. The eat is. She's like taking in. Yeah, I know the place will be air, there'll be air conditioners, whatever, whatever. But so why they start, there's fire coming out of that it's gas, gas. whatever it is. Mm-hmm. The heat you have to bear for four days, man. Ah, kudos to our and and it's even it's actually it's very it's very weird because I I, I I it's not something that you are thinking about. Which that's I think that's what Guinness records are about, anyways. They are usually not yeah. what. You are thinking about that, you know, someone can that the thing go that I think about that someone will do then someone will do it and then it becomes a record. So it was it was nice to see and to see all the support she was getting and all that stuff. So it was really a nice uh, um good feeling thing all together in our tension country. So it was, it was nice to see that. congrats to her anyways. Yeah, yeah, massive, massive. Guinness record. They said they are still investigating. Blah blah. They will get back or something like that. But they've not officially posted. Officially announced it. Yeah. Platform. Yeah. But, but, but at this point, I couldn't care less. If they did, you know, officially put it on the listing for somebody to <laughs> have done that for listing. I'm telling you, for hundred hours. If they say that's their problem, we don't want our official records. Like, we don't want any... That's their problem. For someone to have done that for 100 hours and are taking the technicalities, yes, like Kafi said, there are a lot of technicalities involved and sometimes it takes a while for the Guinness World Record to confirm these things or get back to you and let you know how you've done. But regardless, we still have to celebrate the feats. Um, is let me just see with us or is he discussing with his wife as usual? No, 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 I'm here. I'm here. <laughs> I know that. I don't even think he can play football for 96 hours, 100 hours straight. Not even talk about cooking. <laughs> I think, um, like Bolish rightly mentioned, uh, a lot of these records are things that, like, just regular people would see as absurd. You'd be like, okay, why would somebody attempt to cook for 400 hours? And I think it actually takes a little bit of that extraordinary to be the best. And she, uh, it was a very, very, very extraordinary feat for me because. I, like I like I think I've professed on this podcast multiple times. I love food. I love to cook to a reasonable extent. But similar to Bolish too, 
I sweat a lot. So, and I have bad knees. I think that was one of the reasons why I stopped playing. <laughs> so, that, and we, know, we know where your bad knees came from, but that's conversation for another day, bro. <laughs> but, but that's, that's something, that's a feat that I would never attempt. So, kudos and um, all the but I just think I think Nigerians should pipe down Guinness Book of Record a bit that's just the normal protocol that they have to go pipe, through they have to pipe, watch pipe, the down, pipe, pipe down kill Guinness uh, Book of Record that is, that's taking too much time they I, should not let us I, I don't think I don't think Guinness Book of Record have ever gotten that kind of Twitter notifications before in their life because <laughs> almost <laughs> half the population of Nigerians were on their handle trying to mop them and bully them into officially yeah. announcing it. It's the truth. Now I have fun. I run this thing. I got run um, <laughs> Let's know this stuff. It is easy. Why you doing for your office? And anyway, in um, normal Nigerian fashion, <laughs> can see uh, there's a little bit of spite to Ghanaians are claiming. Uh, <laughs> and there's there's a little bit of tussle with the Indian guys that were trying to collect the record from. It's just like Bollish rightly mentioned too. It's just a beam of light in a very trying time. Like we all know what like the transition phase that the country is in. When Polish breaks the record of the man with the most girlfriends in the world, Kenyans will claim him too. Kenyans have a problem. So I don't know what their problem is. You can keep you can keep trying to claim no, everybody. You are not it. You don't want to. You are not you are not saying truth on this party. It's like we are now making up <laughs> let's, let's let's go on. Let's go on. Um Bullish, I know that it happened last week, but sometimes when we say it on this show, like in short, I think I've argued with Bullish the most on this topic. There, the minute he was going to get to a game seven, the minute the Sixers lost game six against Boston last week, you looked at this making for the Sixers and you're like, Doc Rivers, history of choking game seven. No, 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 yeah, are, are, are we really going to go this Wait, so before, before we start this conversation, so I know. The amount of energy I want to spend. Did you watch the game? I did watch the game actually. Okay. Yeah, let's go. So, like, okay, <laughs> Doc Rivers, he has a history of game seven. Nobody, nobody, no head coach in the history of the league has lost more game sevens than he and he has done. Then Sardin, once the game is on the line, mm, we know his history too. Joel Embiid with a bad knee and but mm, he too, no show. And you're wondering, okay, we kind of predicted this. And you guys did not disappoint us. Oh, we are on the same side today because it seems like you are not putting all the blame on Doc Rivers. Or I, I can't remember what what our conversation was <laughs> last time because the, this question you did not really clarify or specify. But we are very jealous. <laughs> uh, because they sat, they sat Doc Rivers, and then of course, as much as I'm not a, I'm not like a maybe a big, let me not say I'm, I, I don't really care about the previous like that. I'm not like a big fan or a hater or anything like that. I'm just indifferent about it. It felt like the two star players quit on the previous from the fourth quarter of game six. If you see the way the fourth quarter of game six went. Six went, yeah. You, you could almost predict that games you could almost predict how game seven was going to go. And the Rivers was still able to uh, to mentally prepare them so much so that the game was 55-55 at some point. Yeah but, I started the third quarter. Do you get but if you if I have two star players, I have the highest um scoring player of the season, he averaged 13 points 
right? Then you have a, you have a 13 and 33. 30, mm. I said 30, mm. 33 and 12 mm -hmm. during the regular season. And we're in the crunch time during the playoffs. Win or go home. And he's giving me four rebounds. See, I'm not even going to talk about I'm not going to talk about the points because the point is um what's the word? The points shot my fall, shot my no fall. Um, you might not you might not be getting your to your spot. The point is, you know, whatever it is, it can happen. But why are you giving me four rebounds as the tallest person on the court? It just shows me that you are not interested. Where you you don't you don't have that mental force because we always like to there's some players we like to bash. I'm not going to talk about James Harden because I think his story has written himself. He's probably going to Houston and going to be playing the street pass and enjoying his life, collect 60 million from them, bring them to the playoff one or two times, and then maybe retire or something. Go and enjoy himself. So I'm not going to talk about him, but I'm going to talk about the dynamic between Joel Embiid and the Rivers. The best player ball that Jolemi has played in his career is under Doc Rivers. Charlie has two back-to-back -back, um, second uh, voting in MVP and an MVP. And he has gone twice back-to-back -back as the um, scoring champion. Meaning, Doc Rivers is literally saying, putting the ball in his hand, making him like he's doing, playing through him. And you can see the success both for the player and for the team. So I don't understand why in this in that seven, um, game seven, Embiid literally quit on their coach. And if Daryl Murray did not consult Embiid as the rumors are going, before sacking the Rivers, and then we probably not even hear from him before bringing the Mike was that was that uh, D'Angelo or was that name? Uh, uh, coach. Mike D'Antoni. Uh, Mike D'Antoni. Mike D'Antoni. Embiid probably should just you know not as just find a way to leave. But before I can even say that, in this, in the fact that he had four rebounds, I, I can't get over it. I, I, I'm not, I'm not going to kill him for having the number of points he has because uh, it can happen. You know, your points may not fall, but rebounds, rebounds about, about mm -hmm. presence, about showing up, is about competing, and he's the tallest, he's the tallest man on the floor. There's the, the funny thing was, Alford was blocking and beast short, and I'm like. What exactly is happening? And sometimes when Shaq is attacking these guys, we all of us we know we say Shaq, hey, he talks too much, he's blaming. But Shaq has shown over time that all these things he's saying, especially for big men, yes, yeah. he lie. Why will you be the biggest man and then you'll be twerking for three Go to the ring, go and destroy people and cause put fear in them and let them know that okay, you are here to play. It was just I was ridiculous, it was it was so weak. Was so weak-minded. I want to I want to take you back to game six because I felt like I, I, I agree with you to an extent. The Sixers lost the series in game six. Game six was close on their home yeah. court. They could have won game yeah. six. Um, but and the the prominent point in game six is that the final five to six minutes of the first quarter, MB did not touch the ball at all. He didn't touch the ball one time. So there are people that have said, okay, Doc River should have called the timeout and said, Eric's Maxi, James Harden. You are our primary ball handlers. The so, next play I'm rolling is put the ball in Embiid's hands. Why is the ball moving round and round and round and he's not in the hands of our MVP? Um, uh, Wale, we're assuming he didn't say it. Because Doc Rivers is not going to come out and tell us exactly what he did. Of we course. Are just, what we're doing now between the two of us and everyone that we are discussing this is we are, we are assuming that 
Doc Rivers did not say that. You can see the way James Hardy was playing. The problem is James Hardy is not a true point guard. Yes, he can give you 11 assists, but he is not a proper point guard. There's a reason why when he played with Chris Paul on the floor, the game for others was better than when Justin was playing. Yes, he can mm-hmm. try, but he's not a true point guard. And I'm sorry, I can't I can't excuse Embiid. I can't excuse Embiid. You cannot tell me, you cannot tell me that Embiid cannot go into the lane, gain presence, and raise his hand up that oh yeah, give me the ball. You cannot tell me that. I forget, I don't care true, who the that's true. That's I don't true. care who your coach is. You cannot tell me that as the center, you are the biggest man in the big as you are coming off the floor, the, the, the game is getting away from you guys. Jesse Tatum is eating up. You cannot go and post up. Let Alofor stay on your back. He cannot stop you. Raise your hand up and see if they will not throw you the ball. You are staying on the perimeter now. You are dancing. You are twerking on the perimeter. You are not, you are not playing to your strength. So as, as much as you say, okay, Doc Rivers is not running play for him. Where was the NB staying? And I think that's I, I, there's something um, Vince Carter said after when we were, we were talking about this game. And Vince Carter said before he went to the Nets, when he was playing with, uh, before when in Toronto, you know, he yes. had to bring the ball up, the ball up yeah. positions, and it was a bit difficult. But when he moved to the Nets, playing with Jason Kidd, playing with Mark Jackson, he said Mark Jackson will come and tell him, the next possession, go to the elbow. Make a switch with social player, you have a mismatch here, I will throw you the ball. The next possession, stand there. The next possession, and that's the essence of having a point guard. That's what Steph Curry did in some of the games against Sacramento that, okay, this is not going as we planned. Yeah, give me the ball. Oh, yeah, you come with that screen. You go with that screen. Oh, yeah, like you have to be like you can't tell me that it's cold. Yeah, that is this basketball now. It's not hockey, it's not a, it's not a, it's not a badminton. It's basketball. You can't tell me that you just tell you on the floor. Say you, you, know that you, don't, know, you don't know how to post up. And because I watched that game now, that's why it's not talking about the game. So I, I, I'm, I'm not that's why I'm came for documents, but MB needs to take a lot of the blame because all of us were here when we were bashing you, Joker. Mm-hmm. And say, how can he win back to back to back MVP? Can he call, can he call? Let's give it to MB. Meanwhile, at least Joker has got it to the conference final. This man has not got it to the conference final. Shake it. So mm-hmm. we can't we can't shout and insist and clamor for him to win MVP. Then you provide something like that for us in the playoffs, in the closing game. I'm sure people that voted for him were probably feeling very bad and disgusted at what they were seeing. It's the truth. Because that's why some people, some of the arguments that have been made is that, why can't they make the total MVP a full-on after the whole tournament? But it's just that they said there's finance MVP. But still, yeah, there's finance MVP. But still, I don't care about finance. Like, there's some people that win MVP and like, how did this one win MVP say? So it's, 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 it, was, it was horrible and disgusting for, to see from MB. And then he was at the press conference telling us he was trying to mimic you and say, everything, everything about it, the press conference, the conversation, the way he for, for, me, that was, for me, that was even the most disgusting you know, thing. You know, like, you know, Bolish, let me interrupt you for a second now. Um, LMAJ, as someone who has participated in team sports, like, I'm trying to imagine... Okay, obviously, most of the teams you are now, you, you are probably one of the best players or something. But imagine if you're a role player and the star player walks up to the press conference and be like, Oh, we cannot do it alone. Me and my co star need help. We, the other players need to improve. Like, how would you feel? Would you be looking at him and be like, Dude, you struggled. You just finished I, playing rugby and you are blaming us. 
I I I feel like I feel like uh, that that statement in itself is not a bad statement. Be able to say that statement, you must have ended. it. And big that did not end. We are thirty-eight and twenty. Before coming to the like, to say something like that, Yanis had literally had thirty-eight and twenty rebounds. Like that rebound, twenty. That means he was going for every ball. He was he was going for offensive rebound. He was going for defensive rebound. He was he was beating it on the floor. But you didn't like you didn't do shit. You didn't do shit. I'm not saying. I'm sorry. Like I I must be very sincere with you guys. And that was why when this talk of uh, we don't want Joker to win back to back to back, I was like, if somebody played well, if somebody deserves it, there's no point in saying. And over and over again, these players they they prove us like. Wally, you understand what I'm trying to say? Like, again, for, again. A, for a captain or for a star player to inspire, you need to have proven yourself on the court or on the pitch. That is, like, I'm very sorry for this big. But in my team in, in, in uni then, we had a guy called Modric. The way he handled himself on the pitch inspired, like, it inspired confidence. When you, when you look at the way he's breaking plays, when you look at the way he's dropping passes, you would want to up your game. That is just what... Like you are not just a star player because you have the talent, and that is why somebody like Roy Kane would always be more, even when he's not as talented as people like um, Lampard and Gerard. To me, he still holds more magnitude because you would see him going for every ball on the pitch. You would see that okay, this guy is trying to, he's draining his sweat for this team. It's not like you would just give us a like a radical performance and you start just spraying trash. Like you know what? Uh, if we had had more. Okay, you didn't you didn't act like somebody that you need more. Like you didn't even you didn't even give your all. So how 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 can that same person now be clamoring for more? Like okay, you didn't even give your all to start with. So that's just what I like. And to me, it sounds like a statement because he was saying that Yanis line and he was laughing, he was giggling. Like, he, like to me, it was it was very disgusting. And sometimes I feel like. All of these sports, we concentrate on things that are not important. Like, yes, I know what Jam Morant did. I don't know if we were still going to go to that ball. I know what Jam Morant did was not exemplary, but you are in the US where a senator can just bring out gun and board. You know what? Let's just ban this guy for half a season and uh, let us use a racism line to give somebody that that played shit in the most crucial game of the season. Let's give him MVP because he's black and the other. Embiid's comments were really out of place and whatever the future of the Sixers holds, it's obvious that it's going to be without Harden because according to reports by um, Chris Haynes, Harden wants to go to a team whereby he'll be able to express himself more, meaning he'll be able to do his dribble, 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 score 40 points, do whatever Harden does, enjoy himself, championship winning, who championship help? Um, away from that, um, Bollish, I know the Warriors are out and it was it was that kind of series. The Lakers ha- had to find a way to close it off in game six without taking without giving the Warriors any momentum. But I think Jordan Poole struggled this season after collecting money. A lot of Golden State Warriors fans drag him that oh there are no bodies anymore. Once there are no bodies on the floor, he doesn't play well and both of you. A lot of people expected okay, game six clay. Okay, even if it's not game six clay, give me clay, some type of clay. Whether it's clay to build house or something, at least just give me clay. Let me just see Clay there doing something. And is it just the injuries or is there something more to Clay Thompson's form recently? Because no, for some reason... I, I, can't, 
I can't call on injuries. You know why I can't call okay. on injuries? Literally last season that it was it was it was just even uh, six months or seven months out of injury. Mm-hmm. Literally, he literally played better than he played. Clay was part of the reason the closeout game against Memphis. Clay scored something points in the playoffs. Against Boston game five, Clay scored like 25 points or something like that. So Clay's he averaged 20 points in the playoffs last season. So so I can't I can't call injuries. But there was something Steve Kerr said about Clay needing to be um he needed he needing to be fit before training camp, meaning coming to training camp fit, not come to training camp there. You're not trying to get uh, our massage. <laughs> yes, be fit already before you get to training camp. So as you come to training camp, you are eating the ground running. Now, I think one of the main problems, Draymond and his um, issues with pull aside, what that affected was that it got to a point, Draymond is usually the one that shouts on everybody on defense. If you look at our team this season, our biggest problem was defense. Our defense on the road was like 28. And our defense at home was like the third in the league. Mm-hmm. So, Draymond is usually the one that is shouting on everyone, backing at everyone, instructions. Go there, go do that. So I think after that punch incident, he could not do it as effectively as he could. Oh, and sorry to interrupt you. Well, is that sorry to interrupt you, but, but is that what he meant when he told? Because he came on Stephen A's, Stephen A's world two days ago and he said if the incident between him and Jordan Poole didn't happen during the offseason, they would have gotten to the final. Yeah, that, that's a part of it. That's a part of it. So I, I, I'm laying, laying, laying it out. Because if you have a situation like a situation like that, where you are the one who holds everyone accountable and everyone has to listen because you have pedigree, you have the respect, you have the history and everything, then you punch someone in the locker room and you're not working on edge shells. So normally, the same instructions that you have back a season before, you are now what looking at your mouth and watching whether you should do it or not. Do you get the same instructions, the same way you were were leading before. You are now not sure if, if it's appropriate because you are trying to build your uh cachet back. But the thing I explained him is that he's going to punch that pool like three times, not once. <laughs> like two or three more times. Maybe that one will help the brain of that Mumu boy to get better. Because also that I was working on eggshell. I think it's also it's not a matter of eggshell, it's also to take you to boxing and they should box themselves like one hour. They should box them because apart from clay. Clay's um, stuff, I think, is is also who he was defending, and the way the Lakers were defending him. So the Lakers did two things. They said, "Okay, Steph Curry, we saw what you did to uh, Sacramento. We saw what you have done to Boston. We saw what you have done to other places. We are not going to allow you to have any kind of game where you eat up, because they've seen that. Okay, if Steph Curry eats up, once Steph Curry gets all those regime threes, so that he eats better for." You know that I can go for seven. He has shown that I can go for 50. He can go for 43 in the playoffs. So you can't say, okay, yeah, 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 he has shown that I can do it. Who else can do it? Clay. After that game two, you know, game one, he had, you know, six threes. Game mm-hmm. two, he had eight threes. After that game two, people don't watch it well, but they start defending Clay differently. So, and Clay is a regime guy. Clay is one of those. If I get hot, then I start, then you can't stop me once I get hot. But what they did was contain Clay so much that you will not get hot. So every the way they're defending Clay, who, they will funnel him into Anthony Davis. They will funnel him into So for the first maybe two quarters, 
they are not even allowing him to shoot any threes in the first instance. So they are falling into a game. So by the time he's in the third quarter, he's already shooting bricks. His leg is already, you know, messed up. His head is already mentally messed up. And then he gets to a point where he will not have open shots and he can't make them. So I think Lakers need to be praised for that aspect, for for what they, the way they defended Clay and the way they defended Steph. Obviously, Steph will still score because Steph can do many things with the ball. He can handle, can drive to the basket easy, you know, all those shifty stuff like that. So Clay's aspect, I'm, I'm okay with what Clay did. The second thing I think affected us is that losing Wiggins for 30 games before the playoffs. The reason why I think that affected us is that you want to be able to nail your roster at least 25 to 20 games before the playoffs. Before the playoffs. Nail your roster, meaning who is in starting five? Who is coming off the bench? Who is playing what position? Who is the low man? Who is the top man? Who is setting the pick and roll? Who is, setting, who is, who is at this corner? Who, he felt so many times in the playoffs, especially against uh, even against Sacramento Kings. He felt sometimes where it looked like our offense was not as the smooth offense we understand good state to play. I'm sure if you if you if you, if you look at it, you see that it was not as smooth as the ball movement continuity. There were too many changes, kind of changes at some point. At some point, GP two was in the starting lineup. You get so it's because it. you have a situation whereby Wiggins did not play. Uh, GP two was sick. GP2 did not, did not play until like maybe five games to the end of the season. Curry 2 was injured for like 30 games. Then uh, Kuminga was playing so many minutes in the playoff, he didn't play. You know, so yeah, uh, Poole was starting some games, sitting so, for some games. So you have so many inconsistency in your lineup that it's not like you, situations where you already have your 30 man starting lineup and method of play, whereby even if you now want to pick out one person from the lineup, the person is doing the exact thing. That the other person is doing is a different thing because the line of dictates how you play. So it was, it was. I think it was that, and then we are, we are doing a lot of adjusting to um, Lakers. So if you calculate those three things together, then you are not but, playing but, against the and but, but let, let's talk about the future now because it's obvious that Demond Green has a player trying to decide to opt out if he wants to. But a lot of people are predicting that he's not going to trade twenty six million. Even. I'm breaking down some of our, our gameplay. I'm seeing it. I'm like, oh, we are complaining, we are complaining. But anytime this game plays well, we are at like our level goes from 70% to like 95%. Anytime it does not play well. It comes down to 50%. But anytime he plays well, anytime he plays okay, we are at 70%. So, ah, and we have record, we have like proven, this guy is literally was second team all, 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 all defense. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, and so you can think of how much more with the problems we had this season, with the problems we had away from home, this guy, this guy is still reading defenses, understanding, you see the game two, the game five, even game four. We should have won game four, if not for some costly mistakes at the end of the game. And those were games where Draymond really, really, you know, came to play, showed out, was effective, was... In game six, he had an injury. He had a calf injury. I think he's having... I mean, you have to go and clean it up. So, I, I told the third quarter, but we're already even losing that game because we could not even eat a basket. We could not even eat a ocean from anywhere. So, if I am... Because we don't know if Bob Myers is staying because there are rumors he might be leaving. Because they, they said they've given him multiple... Um, contract offers and if not, he's not responded in months, and his contract expires on the June, so they will need him to provide an answer maybe probably this May before the month runs out, so they can they can know 
if it's staying or not. If it's not staying, they can find his replacement so that they can plan for the offseason and for the next season. So whoever is coming, I don't think breaking up the big three is, is going to make sense because you have stepped in contract for three years. What you do is you try to work with Draymond, try to analyze his market value. Obviously, you cannot play Draymond 40 million again, but see if you can if you can come to an agreement, extend him by two more years, so in the three years also, extend him by two more years, so you are you are giving like maybe 25 million. Uh, the same thing with Clay, so that the three years runs with the years you have step on contract. Then once you have those three lockdown, you have Wiggins. Wiggins is 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 not going anywhere this year. Even the way he even played against Sacramento should be studied in the university because someone that did not play for he did not play for almost 40 games, then came just at the beginning of the playoff. He didn't play any regular season game and then still was that effective. If Wiggins was was you know in redeem before the playoffs, he probably have gone further. So Wiggins is not going. Kuminga will probably get a much bigger role. Moody has shown that he's a he's a man of steel, like he's a proper bowler, defense. He, does, he doesn't fear. He has Corrions. Can can shoot the shot when when he's called upon. The person that I am not hundred percent sold on because of his defense. Because you can't be a young player and then you can't even try. Not I'm not saying you should be sliding your feet and doing all world class defense, but you can't try. That's the reason why he barely had time to play in the playoffs. Because once he's in the game, like they just say, ah pull, let's go at him, let's go at him, let's go at him. And it's because someone like Jamon cannot talk to him. That's why he was doing that rubbish. So let's go send him to Detroit. Oh, he will not around your love. Anyway, I'm like, I can tell you. Yeah, for that, for that, for that salary, you guys might have to add the sweetness to it because even the people are not convinced at this point. We don't need to add anything to Jerapul if we are releasing it. It's going to be only like 25 million now, and you average 20 points in the season. How many people average 20 points in the season this past season? Um, LMJ, for every t- for every clash, there's always a loser and a winner. The Lakers won, but like I mentioned at the start of the pod, like now you are facing the Joker himself. The Lakers have come a long way from inside the season, they won two out of their first 12 games, they lost 10. They at some point during the All Star break, I think before the All Star break, they were 13th in standing in the Western Conference. Now they're in the conference finals, and a lot of adjustments were made in game one against against the Nuggets. And it was it was still a close game, regardless. That's why you could see that LeBron, AD, Austin Reeves, who I believe is going to get through this summer, they all played well. And you're wondering, it's looking like Maybe the Lakers have a chance of going all the way to the final. Yeah, I I think the chances of the Lakers making it to the final is um, something that looks absurd because when you look at uh, our first twelve games it was two to ten and it was almost like the the topic was were we even going to make it to the planes or should we just tank the whole season and that way? So. But when um, the way the lock turned from the trades and all of that, it's looking like the team is becoming a unit. And looking at game game one, it wasn't like, um, in all sincerity, it wasn't like Lakers were bad, bad. Though I think D. Russell would have helped better in game one. But it was just that Joker and Murray were on a different level like they were on the level where 
they looked unbeatable. And yes, the last three minutes of the game, we thanked it sort of because there were some ill decisions made by James that I felt if handled differently, the game could have turned out different. But I still feel that like Lakers have a very, very good chance at progressing to the finals, considering the amount of um, unsubmountable orders that we um, jumped through. So I, I just feel like if we keep playing as a unit, like I've been saying since the first round of the playoff, it is it is very, very important. The supporting cast is very, very important. And the supporting cast might be what will see us through. In times where the actual plan would not work, <laughs> you would always need to improvise and think on your feet. So I think that was what got us through against Warriors. Though we can also blame the lack of team chemistry to why we were able to get past the Warriors. But at the same time, the fact that the supporting our supporting cast was a little bit uh, more coordinated and they were more integral in in making the team, in galvanizing the team as a unit. Um, there's another, there's, obviously, there's Western Conference Finals and Eastern Conference Finals bullish because the Miami Heat somehow, I don't think we give them enough credit. They showed up. Yes, Giannis got injured from the box, but they rented the box. They took the New York Knicks to school in six games. Now, they went to the TD Garden last night and they were like, yeah, we'll take this game too. Thank you very much. You can't need this. It's urgent. And we have this. And despite the injuries they have to players like Toladipo, uh, Tyler Hero and the likes. And he begs the question of, okay, and the Miami is the epitome of hard work can overcome any other thing. I guess. And you need to also, you know, add in the fact that they have the best coach in the NBA, to be honest. I think if you want to agree, like, they have, they literally, maybe Pop and Steve Kerr, but other than those two, I don't think anybody is shining. Uh, like Eric Spostra. Uh, so when you have a coach that he will, he will, if you have two drops of water in you, he will, he will drag, he will remove that two drops. If it's only two drops you have, he will remove it and he will use it to add to the bucket he's trying to fetch. Okay, you have four drops, he will take that four. Oh, you have uh, one bowl of water, oh, yeah, bring it. He will, he will literally sweat, like you will never see a Miami team on that sports and say, ah, they didn't maximize their potential or they, you will, in, most times if they lose, it's probably maybe the other team is so talented than them that you know that they could not compete with the talent. But in terms of sweat equity and tactics and planning and game planning, you will not see that from Miami. So and I think this guy has also shown um Mozilla has always also shown some weaknesses, especially you are leading by he's always like, keeping his time out. I think he wants to use them next season. He's always keeping his time out. I, maybe wants to use them next season. Even if it's just give them a breather, refocus the team, like simple, simple things. So, but we just need to, you know, the Eats are playing well, well coordinated football. They are playing as one unit. They are competing aggressively on the defensive end. I think that's also important, the way they defend. Their, their team is one of the best defensive teams left in the playoff. Bam is a monster. I, I like I know we, 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 we talk a lot about Jimmy and he deserved we deservedly need to talk about him, but the way Bam has been playing, 
it has been brutal. Like, it has been so immense. I've been enjoying watching, like, just looking at how he's competing, looking at what he's doing. Bam at this point, I'm starting to think you are predicting the Miami Heat to go all the way to the finals. No, so that's why that's why I said the the Celtics has more talent than um, you can't deny it. Of course, they have, course. The, they have the better roster. They have the more talented squad. More so the, the the coaching has to step up his game and, and at least try to be on a little bit on on par on par with sports trust coaching. But if they slack, you know, any little and they give my, because the truth is. You go into this game too, for example, and then you just slack and you don't, you don't, you don't take care of business and even the series, and come out more aggressive in game three, and you allow Miami go maybe two zero up or three one up. It's and, over. That's that's over now. So that that's the thing. The Celtics can still come back and win. They show in just the last season they show, but the difference is if Miami is in the situation Sixers were in game six, leading. And then having the game in their hands, Miami will not give you like you would have to go and call El Soloma and his boys to beat them up on the court to win that game. If they have that kind of chance, they are already ahead, they have like two or three minutes to go on home, then, on home courts. They will they will literally die. Like you literally and seeing anyone else just watching. We saw a group of players die on the court before because they know one Celtics could win. It will not happen. So you need to take care of business early. You know, be consistent, and they've shown that even if you're up by 16, up by 15, up by two, they don't care. Look at what they did to the box, the game four against box where they went 3 1 up. The box went to the fourth quarter leading by 14, and Jim Butler scored like 20 something, 20 fourth quarter points. They show they've shown in this playoff that even if they are down by 100, they will still keep fighting and playing. So it, it, it's, it's going to be a very interesting series. Mazula needs to step up. Put some battery and key into. I don't know who needs to be whispering. Maybe it's Marcus Smart needs to do more whispering to Jason Tatum's ear and tell him, guy, you told the whole world that you are the best player. We, are, we need you. That is not enough. Go into the ring, dunk on people, cause havoc, and he can do it. So you need to keep telling him and you probably continue to charge him up. I think that's that's probably what will probably turn the city around. But if, if, he's, if he keeps playing passive the way he's playing, they, they, they play to his team and to affect them, we might lose the series. Um, away from the NBA itself, um, Champions League obviously happened during the week. And LMJ, this is the perfect question because people on Twitter have been saying that you can't really blame them. Because in, my, in my own books, two things can be true. Guardiola can be a genius, tactically outstanding manager and what have you. But the resources... But the resources at his, at his disposal are crazy. Like, <laughs> the players at his disposal are out of his mind. That way. So, I'm asking you your favorite question again. Is this the fraudula to you or <laughs> yeah, you have changed your mind? I've not changed. There's no, there's no doubt that um, Pep Guardiola is a good coach. But um, the fact that uh, the Barcelona commemorate we try to come and tell us that you know what is the is the perfect mode. Uh, Jesus Christ gave us clay and then breathed it and say well, this one shall be called yeah, Pep Guardiola, the greatest to ever. 
the greatest to ever, the greatest to ever write a tactics on the board. All of those ones is, is absolute garbage. Because, uh, <laughs> like, all of those ones is absolute garbage. He's a, he's a very, very fine manager. But the fact that people try to gas him up more than he is. Now, and I will say two things, and I'll just keep quiet. Because I know Bolish is probably boiling, and he has an essay to is the best thing after sliced bread is the fact that this season more than twice Cadula has copied the Zebis tactics he was using the inward wing backs in January he started seeing that oh God, this thing is going to he switched back to <laughs> so like for anybody that watches for anybody that watches uh, to the granular tactical Yes, Cadula is good, but it's not it's not the all suiting, uh, the all seeing one. It's not the Jedi. It's not the Obi Wan Wanobi of football. No, it's just one of it's just and one of men. You will not go to doctor to check your eyes so that you can see you know, the granular you are seeing anyway. Anyway, before your granular eyes one, one, one question. One very good question. He has copied the Zebi twice this season. Yes or no? What do you mean by he has copied the Zebi twice this season? You are talking as if you are, you are talking as if coaches don't have changes every time. And the coaches that do well, the reason why we hail them as coaches that do well is because on the fly they make changes, game to game they make changes, depending on opposition they make changes. One of the problems we even had with him is that. There are some games you see that ah Guardiola, why are you playing like this? That's what I think he Like you, you, you will play his normal style. When me that game required a less um, offensive style. Like for example, you are you are leading by 3-0 in in first leg. You are going to second leg. Yes, you like to play expressive football, but the smart football is that you play with more um more secure positioning for your defensive midfielders. You play from a more uh, calm position. Break like break for yes, be more expressive, but still have that defensive and solid shape. That's one of the things we even used to accuse him of. And you see that over the years, he has actually evolved where he's not, for example, that first leg in Madrid, as the way they shaped their team, you could see that it was not just the normal Guadilla all out attack, he was really playing conservative football. Yes, they were still obviously they were still going to be expressive because you have players like De Bruyne, you have Bernard Silva, but still, you could see the way the, the way they set up. So you cannot tell me he copied the Zebi, the Zebi like he went to the, the Zebi's locker room to look at the Zebi's status and then... <laughs> so he went to the Zebi's locker room. See, there's, there, there's, there's, there's one thing I can give... There's one thing I can give Gadula uh, credit for this season. is the fact that, as opposed to before that, he's always pragmatic. He he has been... Like, I love the way he set up his defensive unit this season. I think this is the first season where I will say that, okay, Gadula paid attention to defending and is reflective of is reflective of his team if you look at it he's the greatest but manager of all time like he's not the greatest manager there's no there's no there's no, there's no merit to that statement see you see okay wait 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 let me make a point let me make a point now wait 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 let me make a point wait there's no merit to that statement let me make a point now wait wait now wait now before in Champions League, eh, whenever English teams don't do well, now, now Wale, I want you to follow this my um, this my train of thought very well. Whenever English teams don't do well, or whenever they get um, trumped by Spanish team, they will say, eh, 
you know what? Uh, this this England self is all just marketing. They don't know anything. But now, but, but now, an English team. White Wait, I'm not done. I'm not done. I'm not done. I'm not done. Let me finish now. Madrid literally whitewashed the whole of Spain last year. Uh, the whole of England last year, from Chelsea to Wait. Liverpool to Man uh, City to uh, who else? Uh, who else did they play? Why didn't you like Butter Smile? So what are we talking about? Wait, wait now. But, but now that they whitewash people, he's no longer an English team. It's now Guardiola is the, is the best champion. No, no. It's, it's, it's not true. When we say how is it not true? The decades no, when... The, the decades no, when... The decades, no. wait, the decades when English teams were the one dominating Champions League, where we are making noise that, you know what, all these bozos, they're just because bozos. They're Nobody was making noise positions the way Spanish oppositions were beating um, England when we were talking about it. You can't, you can't, they we, were, we, 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 we don't make that statement because of one game or two I, games. I can count, I can count that, that statement because of I can count three finals that were so purely were, English teams, that they were just purely English teams. I'm not agreeing with you. Uh, that's uh -huh. it's, it's, it's seasonal. But all of a sudden now, and mind you, mind he still has a game to go in this in this UCLO. It's not like it's not like um, nobody has given in the greatest manager of all time. Ferguson lost to finals, and you would think he's the greatest manager of all time. But somehow, Guardiola is not the greatest manager of all time because he lost one final. I don't think. I don't think. I don't think. Sorry, I don't think. See, at, at, at the end of the day, in my books, what I genuinely believe is Guardiola would overtake Fergie as the as the goat of managers. You will not because overtake. Because really matters. Oh, wait, you you are Polish, wait, listen, Polish, listen, Polish, listen. He will Polish, not overtake. Polish, listen. Polish, wait, wait. Arrogance you cannot then. win. Um, Polish, you cannot yeah, win. Like you cannot say, oh, you cannot say, oh, Guardiola has two Champions League titles. Fergie has two Champions League titles. Fergie has more trophies than any other manager in the history of the sports. Whether it's Abidin, Man United, whatever Fergie it is. Fergie has just six trophies more than Guardiola after coaching for 100 years. And Guardiola has coached for years. He's not. He's not. for 100 years. Like, dude, wait, like, wait, let this your hyperball die small. Wait, 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 wait. And besides, you cannot compare that narrative. Fergie started coaching, Fergie started his career on a different trajectory. Fergie started his career at Barcelona. So that's wait, a different. Wait, 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 no, wait, 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 wait. wait. Mm -mm, mm -mm, no, no, no. Listen, just wait, just listen. Let me finish. Oh, let me finish. Oh, I'm not arguing. I'm not arguing. I'm not I'm not arguing. Nobody's arguing with you whether one thing to one thing, whether another thing. Well, you're saying that there's a metric to Fergie's to the Fergie argument. He has more trophies than every other person. Whether Guardiola overtakes it, it's obvious that Guardiola continues at this rate. If he doesn't retire from football, he's going to overtake him. Whether he does it next year, he does it tomorrow morning. Once he does it, and what have you, the, the, there's a basis to the argument already. Like, oh, it's a good overman. No, you're saying now there's no basis until he does. There's no basis. There's no, you're just, it's just a sentimental. It's just a sentimental. As has four. You can see that Guardiola uh, if something there, it's suddenly uh, when he has yeah, to do it. We see they talk all these kind of things. Baba, why two. now? He has two. You can't see that he's the goods because he has How two. How many league titles does Ancelotti have? 
No, I'm not. No, I'm not saying that Atletico is better no, than Guardiola. Don't that's get me wrong. No, I said. I said. I'm not listening. Wait, listen. Nobody is doing. Nobody is doing. Nobody is doing arguments with you. Listen to just listen first. Just when it comes to when it comes to Barcelona and Guardiola, just slow down and listen. Can you just slow down and listen? My point is, nobody. There's no planet where Ancelotti is a better manager than Guardiola. That's not my point. I'm just trying to prove to you that you can't say someone has thirty something trophies. Where the other people that have won more trophies and have the same number of Champions League titles and done it over a period of time are still there. If the day Guardiola even equals Fergie's number of titles, like, still, okay, he's still not coaching. I'm not saying that. I'm saying that they are still there. Like, they have the same number of Champions League titles. Fergie has more trophies than he does, than Guardiola does. And I know for a fact, I, 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 before I started this argument, I, I said that it was only a matter of time. As long as he doesn't stop coaching, or maybe he gets bored or he retires or what have you, it's only a matter of time before. Even if he loses, it's only a matter of Hello, time before. Guardiola, Guardiola, um, Guardiola would equal that number of titles. Then you, when you say, "Oh, this dude is the greatest um, manager of all time," and somebody comes and says, "Oh, wh- why is he the greatest? He has more um, trophies. He has a number of Champions Leagues. All these kind of things and blah blah blah." I'm not. Nobody is talking about twenty minutes. I've never, I've never spoken. Wait, I've never spoken for a few minutes. I've never, I've never spoken for a few minutes. Oh God! You know, you know the reason why it feels like I've been talking for ages. The reason why it feels like I'm talking for ages is that you won't let me talk. No, yeah, we have talked. That's the thing. You won't let me. Mind. That's the reason why I feel like I've been talking for ages. You won't let me finish the statement. <laughs> because we're talking now about the same points that I don't agree with. Are you saying that? Okay. No problem. You can have the flow. Oh my god. You can have the flow. So the idea of someone being the greatest manager of all time is not just a conversation about you have. Uh, what's it called 40 trophies or you have 30 trophies there's a reason why when we discuss greatest goal scorers ever and stuff like that we are not just looking at oh because this person scored the most number of goals we are actually looking at the average and how often they scored meaning oh this person every season he scored 40 goals 30 goals compared to someone that scored 20 goals but played for 35 seasons if you have conversation around for example um keepers with the best clean sheet records you probably stop with someone like check. He might not have the total clean sheet record, but you know that in a season by average, the number of clean sheet that Peter Check used to have was astronomical. Like it was just crazy that it's not just about oh total number. That's why you cannot just come and say because someone coached for 27. I think he coached in Manchester United for 27 years. I think five years before he coached in Aberdeen. That's almost 30 plus years. You cannot say because that person has 30 something troubles in 30 years, then he's the greatest of all time. When we have someone that is 13 yes. years in the game. First things first, he has 40-something trophies. He has what? He has 44 trophies, not 30-something trophies, but go on. Okay, 44 trophies in 30, 30 years or 32 years. And someone with just 13 years, that's one third of the years that he has coached. As a, and I just explained to already you. Has, wait now, already has 33 trophies. So it's not about, oh, he has to he has to overtake number of trophies. I, 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 I already explained the metric to you that the metric you are using is unfair. 
Papadola didn't have to go to an Abidin team that had no, only a manager. Wait, listen. Listen. Oh, God Almighty. Um, he's not, he's not, what's part of you. Football doesn't work like that. No, 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 no. I don't even want to. I don't even want to. Wait, I don't even want to even respect you now. I don't want to respect you. Wait, chill, wait, chill, chill. I don't want to respect you now. Wait, I'm not not giving you any example. Just listen. I don't want to use Fengi now. I don't. I don't want to use Fengi now. No, I want to use. I want to use Murillo for an example now. I want to use Murillo as an example. Another manager that has to. Let me explain something. Let me explain. Let's Let me explain something to you. I'm not going to allow it. Let's go. It's not nobody's. It's not even about allowing it. We don't let anybody finish on this Guardiola issue. On this, on this, on this Guardiola issue, you're not even letting any other person explain their points. What I'm trying to tell you is that here is that you cannot talk about coaches whereby they had to start. Imagine coaches that had to go and start their careers. It's not it's 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 Bullish, say it to yourself that you do not care. People actually care because life doesn't happen like that. There's a different trajectory to some things. You can't say, oh, because this guy has won a certain amount of trophy in 13 years. Nobody's disputing Gorilla's greatness here. I just mentioned it that at some point it's going to overtake him. But don't make it and seem like, oh, eh, it's not our problem now. Who's saying it's going to start from this particular? No. Barcelona. A lot of managers that are even working now, Thomas Tukul and they started from They have different trajectories. It's that simple. Let me ask you a okay, question. Go on. How many coaches that have started at Barcelona won six trophies in their first season? I d- I'm, oh, God almighty. Why no, do no, you do this every time now? Why do you do this? Why do you do this? Why do you do this? That one treble, was it? That one treble, that one treble with the same Barcelona. Did you win six trophies? Why do you do this every time? Why do you do so, this every time of? Why do you do this every time Nobody is nobody is be, nobody is saying that oh um Kadula is not great and what is it that Barcelona is not unbelievable. But what what I'm trying to tell you that what has club not done? What has club not done? What has he not done? Are you saying that Enrique is better than club? Wait, 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 wait. Are you saying Enrique is better than club? Oh, I thought you were making a simple question. Okay, he said, okay. Okay. Are you saying that you guys are comparing Pep and Club now? Of course, not. Of course, not. No, no, Enrique, Treble, Club, no Treble. Are you saying Enrique is better than Club? That's that's the conversation we're having is different from what you guys are bringing. It's similar, it is not one for one, but it's similar. You guys are trying to know, you guys are trying to apply logic only when it favors you. 
Now, the reason why it's not I want to leave this topic alone, please. We'll come back to this. No, please, I have to laugh. You will laugh. Keep the point. Write it somewhere. We'll drop it on another day. Um, there was another Champions League. Bullish, we'll drop your point. You don't care about that Champions League. Because the so what I'm saying is, you cannot just pick and choose when you want to make analogies that work for you. The reason okay. why Pep got the opportunity in the first place is that, okay, yes, someone gave him an opportunity. But we've literally seen coaches that their first coaching opportunity, they did not do well. Lampard was giving... Lampard was literally giving multiple opportunities, even with Chelsea, with a 600 million uh, team, and he did not do anything. There's a reason why that same coach came in, won treble, um, um, lost in the semi-final, won another another double, and then went to another team, won back to three times league, came into England, has won four out of five, about to win five out of six leagues. So you can just place it at a, at a, as a discussion of how many troubles. And then you need to go and look at in Aberdeen how many trophies the Fergie win. Fergie has actually a lot of the trophies that you're adding to his 44 trophies. Some of them are from Aberdeen. So it's not as if maybe he didn't win trophies in Aberdeen. The reason why I say you cannot just say, ah, where did this start from is that so many players get different opportunities. Opportunities are not different. It doesn't stop us from comparing them. You cannot compare Phil Fodi with Amatraori. Amatraori is currently playing in the championship. They are almost about the same age. But Phil Fodi is playing for Man City. But everybody knows that. Uh, that they're not about the same age, but go on. Okay, let's say. Maybe a year. Foden is going to twenty-four. No, the boy is twenty. Foden is going to be twenty. I'm sure. But let's say we, we want to compare them. You will not say because Foden got to start at Man City, you now want to count that against him. No, you can't do that. You, see, you have to allow it to play out. And, and because players, players and coaches are two different things. And I'm Bullish, saying, you are, bullish, bullish, you are not experienced. Bullish, you are not facing. But to round up my point, I'm saying that <laughs> 30, 32, trophies in. 13 years, about to add another three trophies. That will make it almost 36 trophies in 13 years. It's not. It's no longer about uh, doing 44. It's about the condensity and intensity. He literally has won in 10 league trophies in 13 years. Uh-uh. In 30 uh-uh. okay. for, for somebody that for somebody that that coached that coach of the five three of the Elementary. five best teams in the world. Intensity. Intensity. Yeah, he has was coaching now. <laughs> You have dropped your point. The only thing I'm going to compare is that you see, no, your you are telling me you have dropped my point. No, I didn't. You have dropped your point now. Nobody interrupted you. Wait, 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 Let's go to another topic. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> I'm, I'm talking about Guardiola again. I'm, I'm talking about Guardiola again. Yeah, let's go to this. I will not do that. Let's go to that. 
I'm not talking about Guadilegi. I'm not talking about Guadilegi. You don't have to agree. You just have to listen. <laughs> because what I'm saying now is that the, the, the funniest part about this entire argument to me is that you just try to make a comparison between footballing and coaching abilities. Coaching abilities depending on the kind of resources and ability as well that you have. Footballing abilities is your problem. It's just you. It's you about how you, you do it. Your footballing ability also depends on the person coaching you. It depends on the kind of quality you have. Dude! Dude. You Dude. Your footballing ability, your football ability is not... Is not... Is not... Is not... Is not... Is not... It has nothing to do with it. Your coaching depends on the players that you have and your resources. But you cannot do this only. You see why this episode should have been a video episode. Well, you see why this video can you see my problem with you as well as the other fans? I'm pointing out something. I'm pointing out something. And immediately, immediately, nobody's, nobody's. I'm not asking any question. No problem. LMJ, LMJ. I did enjoy it. Is there a difference between coaching and footballing ability? There's a difference between both, man. Nobody's arguing okay. that. No, 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 no. Yeah, you just tried to tell me that um, the, the sort of a player is majorly based on his coach. I don't want to go to this topic anymore. Let's just, Hello, let's just talk about See, something. Not, oh, LMJ God almighty. Polish, let this thing go. I did not say it's so ah, different. I said it's it also dependent. Oh, God. Let it no, go. Now, you now, just try to make an example of coaching. Why is it that once it involves Barcelona and no, then no, Barcelona? No, 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 if they take this step to the court of law and someone is now saying, ah, you said I'm not going to fight. I can't allow you to miss me now. Okay, no, problem. Nobody will take it to court. Nobody will take it to court. I remember the day he said, I should go and take... Let's step according to God. Nobody will take uh, it to God. Nobody will take it to God. Do you understand? Eh? <laughs> Let me tell you, there's another Champions League tie. Whether whether Bollish likes it or not, there's a Champions League tie. The Champions League semi final was in one match. It was two games. And as well, and as much as um, Italy secured a 2 0 victory away at Milan, even though it's still the same stadium, it, it felt like, okay, they've completed the job. Now they're going to the finals. But Everyone, even the bookmakers, the betties, the bookies, the gamblers, everyone in my grandfather seems to believe that, okay, they have no chance in hell against Man City come next month. I, I, I feel like that, that's, an, uh, very, that's an outrageous and audacious uh, claim for you to say somebody made their way to the final and have no chance because their opponents whitewashed their own uh, match. I feel like, well, it's, it's a very good position to be, especially when, like, in that kind of scenario, because you are the underdog. Everybody does not expect so much from you. You, and you can always bring up with the element of surprise. But I feel like um, the Nazaris have been, they have been impressive this season, even though they've been, they've been a little bit underwhelming in the league. Uh, they've won AC Milan four times this season. And to me, that, that game looked like a formality because um, one-to-one on paper, uh, the Inter Milan side better 
it's more impressive than AC Milan. But concern is um, the injury they had in this last match against a couple of integral players. And I hope that would not come back to haunt them. But also, on the positive side, uh, Romelu Lukaku has decided to pick up his form in a very, very timely manner, in a time where they would need his firepower alongside Lotaro Martinez and Eddie Gekko that have been supplying the fireworks in front of the post. So I feel like, just similarly, this was taken up against Man City. And uh, the old game was won on the tactical side. Of Something similar might be in the in the offing for Inzaghi and his boys. Hopefully, Inzaghi would take this moment to redeem himself. Um, we have spent the bulk of our time discussing about Barcelona and Guardiola because let me finish the point and answer it. Anyway, I'm afraid that's all we have for you guys tonight. Until <laughs> next week, Monday again, when we show up. Nike, would you let them deceive you? Hey, I did. Put them to ice. There's only one of all time. Um, except Mario Guardiola. Um, I, um, I, don't let them deceive you. You can be doing financial doping and still be winning trophies. So I, I, I just I just hope I just hope I just hope when you were claiming that we're paying everything, we're not still losing. I just hope I just hope from next week that we start running our video. Did they win anything? Did they win Champions League? Because the PSG have won financial sanctions. This content that we wasted would have been more profitable if it was. And we were seeing Polish emotions, Polish veins, Polish muscles. We, we, we know how to get his emotions in this car. Don't worry. By the time we talk, start talking about Guardiola again next, next week, all we need to do is. Me, I don't just like that. Like, as a child of God, <laughs> you like him. You don't 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 like him. You he does not know you. He's a child of God. <laughs> I don't like lies. I'm alone as a child of God. <laughs> all, right. all right. Good night, guys. Oh, my God. <laughs>